Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. It is a rainy Lordos morning here. This Frostfall the 4th. I am your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler, Eve Arwen. And I am joined by the mother to King Alistair's Darkspawn and she who tanks in a dress, Liz Mistress LeBeau. You talking about my dark spawn? What are you talking about, dark spawn? <laughs> good guys, morning. You got, good morning. You guys don't have to mute up when we when we go live. It's it's okay. Uh, I know, but uh, then I, you don't do. Bleh. Oh no, it happens. It happens. <laughs> 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 and that man over there, quietly sitting in the corner, working on his wood and giggling, is the man who told the Incredible Hulk that's not so incredible. Rob, Rage Philosophy. Right, I am not impressed, Mr. Banner. Yeah, I said Mr. Banner. Ooh. Ooh. You told him who he was. Why did they... Did oh, they, sorry, uh, sorry. That's my uh, Twitch. Sorry. Everybody oh, out there in Twitch okay. land, hi. I was going to say, like, I, I I made so many, like, careful uh, observations to make sure that, that my Twitch over here wasn't going to do that. I'm like, Mine oh, reset what? for some reason. I had to log back in, and then it didn't remember my settings, and yeah. No, that happens. Twitch, uh, Twitch, Twitch, you fail us. Twitch, okay, let me talk to you, Twitch. You need to shorten your commercials, okay? Um, mm, No, 30, 45 second commercials, no, stop. It's kind of BS, it really is. Yeah, it's very annoying. It is. Uh, I mean, we love what you do for us, but... Toyota. (laughs) (laughs) And if you got that, you're, you're, you're getting old like we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello, chat room. Everyone is uh, filing on in. And uh, so, so Liz. Yeah. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find us? Well, they can find us right here at twitch.tv slash questgamingnetwork. And you can find us at questgamingnetwork.com. Like I said, facebook.com slash questgamingnetwork. Tweet us at Elder Scrolls OLTR. And catch up with us on youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork. That's right. Um, we've got a couple of things that we're going to get into, but uh, first, Rob is going to uh, tell us all about um, his the, wood. The, the the his wood. Yeah, Rob's yeah. selling his wood. Yeah, I I, I am selling my wood. I'll, <laughs> I'll be I'll be registering my my wood business this week. So nice. So stay tuned. Here, a little teaser. Let me pull up my camera just so that I get it in view. There you go. A little, little candle thing that I made. This just kind of this is one of those things where if I'm not in Tamriel or if the servers are down, this is what I do so that I can forget about the problems of my uh, uh, of my existence. No, not really. It's just a lot of fun. <laughs> Except is... when it bites you, because that really that really hurts. What, what, Your the, wood bites you. The wood. Well, well, not the wood, but the machine. When the machine bites, it bites. Oh, are I you going to be imagine. like limbless at some point? Hey, I still have all my fingers. I'm, right well, here. you say that, and you say that very cockily, and then you know, then it's not going to happen. Like, right? Oh, well, Rage is in the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I lost my arm at the elbow. He sawed off his pinky. <laughs> uh, see how are we going to play ESO? <laughs> Prosthetics. Speaking of ESO, uh, Rob, why don't you tell everyone we're, we, what we're going to be talking about uh, this uh, this this Lordas morning? Well, first, we have uh, the community roundup. So, just in short, Zoss shows it off, we shout it out. Basically. Uh, 
And big discussion topic this week is the ESO Guild Summit. A lot of really good information coming out of there. Um, some of it is exciting. Others mm, might raise an eyebrow to see, all right, what have they got planned for this? But it's all good information. Also, the weekend game is going to include ESO, like some, some Elder Scrolls game, never heard of it, um, and uh, Oblivion. That is right. And, of course, your tweets and emails. Um, so our show is sponsored in part by Tweaked Audio, tweakedaudio.com, quality headphones, 30% off. Use our code off the record at tweakedaudio.com. And, of course, by Audible, audibletrial.com slash Network. The link you're going to need in order to download your free book today. Uh, we've got a couple of things that we want to shout out in in the community corner, but uh, but first and and foremost, um, we're going to have to say that the the show schedule is going to be changing yet again. Yeah, thanks, Ivarwin. <laughs> no, actually, I, I don't mean that like sarcastically. Thank you, Ivarwin. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, for I guess just to cut straight to the point, um, here we go. I got this uh, important email actually from from Deltia that I wanna I wanna bring up uh, in just a few minutes. Anyway, so I have to pull it up on my phone. So basically, what's going to be happening is this uh, this Saturday morning stuff has not really been working out very well for us, as you could probably tell from the show. I mean, we we sound exhausted, or at least I think I I sound exhausted, and and I think a lot of the energy kind of kind of. Um, was drained from the show a little bit just by just by doing it early in the morning. Um, that's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> so, what uh, what I, I was talking with you know Liz and, and Rob and they we all sort of agree that it might be a good idea to just 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 have have the show on a revolving basis throughout throughout the week from week to week. Um, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have the show on my days off. And and my days off, they revolve because of because of my my job. So I'll I'll have you know certain days one week and the next week, it'll be similar but slightly different. Maybe I'll have an extra day or or maybe those days would have moved up a little bit. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna have the show at night. Um, yet again, it's gonna be at eight p.m. Eastern. Yay! And uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep the show live. We're not gonna do a studio recording. We're gonna keep it live. We're gonna do it at eight p.m. Eastern. And and uh, next week, we're actually our next episode, episode one hundred and twenty-seven, is gonna be done on Wednesday. So you're not actually gonna get a full week between shows this this week. You're gonna get a bonus episode. So uh, for the next probably two three weeks, we'll be doing it Wednesday at eight. Uh, we'll announce it on every show uh, when we're doing the next one. This way, you can you can tune in live if you so choose, and if not, it'll be available in all the same places. You know, it'll be on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. We'll have it up on our website and all that. So, no worries, guys. Um, we're just trying to you know deliver the the most entertaining and quality show that we can um, with the least amount of stress as possible. So, oh, it looks like the chat room is agreeing and they're liking it. Oh, wonderful! It's wonderful. Me too. Um, and and uh, just to just to sort of like you know as I grab my coffee and just slightly hunker up to it, <laughs> pumpkin spice coffee, bro. Anyway, um, so wow. like Liz, does this work out for you? I mean, you're all right with it. No. <laughs> you know me. I uh, well, this is like an exceptional morning where I'm actually awake. Yeah. I hate you. Oh my god, this is awesome. I can actually. Well, I mean, I don't think very much. 
But and, oh, and plus it's hump day. They said in the chat room. <laughs> hey, it's my hump day too, actually. Yeah, right, really. Well, it, yeah, oh today God, I'm in the middle of my. Age? As of today, I'm in the middle of my week. Oh, I, I, they were talking about Wednesday. Damn it! Let's see my schedule. It's hump day. Right Whoa, what? <laughs> my schedule right now consists of a Saturday, and then after that, a Saturday, and then another Saturday, and then another Saturday. Yeah, so I'm good. You're good. I'm good. <laughs> You're good. Um. Things might change again as as work schedules um, change or evolve. Um, we we have we have a commitment, and that is to you guys. I was actually going to cancel the show because I got about three hours of sleep last night. Yeah, and whose fault is that? It's definitely uh, the the fault of of all of the the closet monsters that exist in my house when no one is here. <laughs> I didn't expect it's, you to actually tell the truth. It is that. It is I thought you were going to blame me for making you play last night. No, I, I, I would have been fine if I fell asleep as soon as as soon as we logged off. Oh, see, that's what I did. You told me, you said, go to bed, you have a show in the morning. I said, okay, boss. I did. And, and I did exactly the same thing, and I laid down, and I just tossed and turned for three and a half hours. I, oh, I don't, I don't I, I know, know why. that. I know that feeling. That's why I don't like the morning ones. Yeah. You know, I have anxiety when I go to sleep, and I have something I have to do in the morning. Oh, I, I think I think a lot of us feel the same, but yeah, that's that's definitely. Yeah. Anyway, Rob, I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it works out for you. You're saying, right? Yeah, it works out perfectly for me. Uh, my typical schedule, uh, even when I was still working, was I was playing a game in the evening. I, I you know, preferred doing the evenings, but doing the Saturday morning thing, I didn't have a problem with that either. Uh, but this will actually work out since a lot of my wife's craft shows, and uh, you know, very soon I'm going to be joining her selling my own stuff as selling well. Selling your wood? Yeah, selling my wood. Um, th- th- that'll actually make it a lot easier, and I won't you know have to feel so bad for... Uh, Sending these guys an email saying, "Guys, I can't make the show this week because I suck and I need money." Yeah, so oh, that's so sweet though. You're that, helping out your wife. I guess that actually changed things for for October 11th because on the 11th, the October 11th show. Uh, excuse me, guys. Frostfall the 11th. Holy crap! Where am I living yeah, right God. now? Yeah. Edit. <laughs> yeah. Edit point. So yeah, that that show that um, you know listeners are hearing this for the first time, but I wasn't going to be able to make that show uh, if it was going to be on a Saturday because it's got a, a a show coming up. But if we're moving back to nights, then that's not going to be an issue anymore. It is a non-issue. So, so look at that. You're probably going to have a uh, a far more uh, consistent and entertaining show. Which, um, by the way, can we welcome back to the living Dave? Yeah, um, is that too much? No. Well, no. I mean, no. Dave. Dave's back on Twitter. He's he's talking with all of us again. Looks like things may be slightly calming down for him. I'd like to get him on the show. Is as, as a, I told, I said we'd like we're going to have him as a frequent guest, and uh, you know that hasn't been able to happen. But you know, if if he's if he's got a little more wiggle room in his schedule, I mean, we can get him back on for a little bit and chat. Is is that like wiggle wiggle wrong? Wiggle wiggle wrong? Wiggle 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 wiggle. <laughs> All right, so uh, community news is is up get uh, up next, guys, and so <laughs> we'll uh, we'll be talking a little bit about um, about the uh, the new Tales of the Dead contest and a couple of other things that you might find interesting. Just stop. Just stop with that. Just, enough. <laughs> just, enough. <laughs> That's another thing about doing the show on my days off. I'll actually have some some time <laughs> to come up with a guy. <laughs> Damn. Bump. 
<laughs> oh, that's... I feel so bad, because I remember the first time you played that for me. I was not very, uh... Receptive? Receptive. Oh, you Support. were receptive. You were supportive. <laughs> you received it all right. Supportive. That's supportive. That's, uh... Fortunately, you regurgitated it too. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's another thing about the morning. I have more of a filter at night. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think the listeners like like their Liz filterless. I don't know about that. Like a Ooh. like a cigarette in the fifties. <laughs> Liz, I'm not so sure about that filter at night thing. Cause, I like to something at night. I don't know. Because that, that, that Dragon Age episode we did was pretty... <laughs> uh, yeah, that... There it, it is. Th- th- there are no words. <laughs> there were a lot of words. I don't there know if were a lot sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so Rob, uh, number one, please, from, from the community. The Heroes of Tamriel, colon... High Elf statue. A couple months back, you remember they uh, released the Breton statue? Well, now they have released the red-headed High Elf statue that wields the green lightning that you can't get in the game. Uh, but the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the second statue in the Gaming Heads line of premium ESO collectibles is ready for pre-order. Gaming Heads have added an exquisite new statue to their Heroes of Tamriel line. Whether or not you already own the Breton statue, you'll definitely want to take a look at the 15.5-inch High Elf. Uh, this finely detailed figure features hand-sculpted and painted weapons and armor, specially crafted fabrics, and a hand-numbered base. Like the Breton before it, this statue is available in both a standard and an exclusive edition. Uh, the spell being formed in the elf's right hand features LED lighting in the 500-piece only exclusive version with only 1,000 of the standard and 500 of the exclusive editions. You'll want to get your pre-order now. You can pre-order the statue for, wait for it, $339.99, and it will ship spring of 2015. Oh, that's a steal. That is a steal. <laughs> right out of my this, wallet. Should this section be like what we want for Christmas? This should be a thing of... Stuff like this needs to be on that website, This is why you're broke.com. <laughs> <laughs> There's a site like that? Yes, there is. I think it's... Um, Let's see, there's not safe for wallet, and I think there's this is why you're broke.com. Not safe uh, for wallet. I like that. That's just it's pretty clever. Just a bunch of stuff like this, and just random stuff that is zero practicality, but just I want that because it's cool. Yeah. Now we got it up on the stream. This is uh this is it right here. The detail on this is is pretty freaking epic. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Yeah, it's it's pretty smexy. I like it. Yeah. Good stuff. I I like the uh, the the LED uh, glowing orb touch to it. That's that is a really cool touch to this. Yeah, that that is cool. It kind of makes that Breton statue look uh, kind of meh. <laughs> well, also, it's a girl, as the character should be. Oh, look at her hair from the side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, hair it's is pretty awesome. See, if I were stupid enough to play an elf, I mean, if I were to play wow. an elf. That's pretty much what my character would look like. It's got the red hair, you know. Yeah. I was oh. trying to make my character look like Ariel. You know that. <laughs> so, so you'd be playing a soul-shriven ginger, which is a redundancy. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. 
Gingers everywhere. That was wrong. We apologize. I love the gingers, especially the Weasleys. I'm not ginger. Please send hate mail to at mistress underscore Lebeau. Um, number two, please, Liz. Oh, I have to go back to it because I was looking at the at the girl. Um, oh, the Tales of the Dead contest number two. Tales While we were away last dead. week, Zoss had another Tales of the Dead contest beginning on September 22nd. Or what, what month would that be, really? Um, Sun's End Hearth or something. Fire. I don't know. Hearthfire. Yeah. Yeah, Hardfire. Hardfire, yeah. the 22nd. Entries for the contest close on Hardfire the 26th, and we'll be sure to mention the winner on this show once it's announced. Just like last time, three winners will be chosen, and prizes including a $25 e-gift card to the to the Bethesda store and an ESO t-shirt of their choosing. All the entries were up on the forum, the forum thread called Tales of the Dead Contest 2, and if you want to read them, go there. Now, the picture is... Of a dude with a giant spear in his head. Yeah. So we got that up on the stream now as well. Okay. Are we making up a new one? I can't I, I can't make up a better one than we did last time. I mean, I can't believe my story didn't win mm. about the wife insulted or the husband insulted the wife's cooking. Yeah. Well did you did you add it to the uh to the forum list? No, but they should be listening to the show and I didn't follow the rules. No, you didn't. That's why you didn't win. Yeah. Otherwise you would be a winner. Follow I am a winner. Follow the rules, people, and then you could <laughs> win a twenty-five dollar gift card or a T-shirt. I hope they have another one. Um. So, so real quick, what do we what do we think's going on here? Poor, uh, poor, poor, poor skeleton guy with a with a spear in his skull. This is why it is very important to set the safety when you are reloading the ballistic. <laughs> <laughs> See, it looks like he was just out bored out of his mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was definitely a Tamrielic episode of Jackass. Gone wrong. <laughs> that's that's what this was. You could see the cheese and the the wine next to him. Oh, oh yeah. That's You know what this is? This is the guy from The Last Unicorn. Unicorn. <laughs> and Schmendrick was just like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> so this is a good time to move on, I guess. Well, see, he would have been fine had he just kept his helmet on. See, he took his helmet off. Yeah, see? Off. Like um, like that. Somebody was waiting there for him. This was murder. It was. <laughs> yes. I'm going to get Monk on the scene. <laughs> he just sits down, he's enjoying some wine and cheese, and then out of nowhere comes a spear. Yes, because when you're enjoying wine and cheese, you want to bring a silver plate with you. Yes. Why not? He was waiting for his date. That's what it was. Oh. Yes. He was having was a stolen like, I, moment in the woods. And instead of instead of her arriving happily, she arrived with a spear. Or her boyfriend uh, caught him. Right. And then yeah. With another date with a with a with a yeah with a, a lusty Argonian maid. Ew, is that an Argonian <laughs> skull? Uh, I can't tell. I think uh, the the, I think the, so. the skulls are are kind of uh, yeah uh, uniracial. It was a run by spearing. It was a run by spearing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in the community. Oh wait. Um. Actually, before we go into the community roundup. Uh. So we're working. Um. We're working a lot more with uh, Deltia from Deltia's Gaming. You know, Big Jake and um. He and Java from the ESOTR Akatosh Guild have in store for us a a bunch of different. I would suppose, uh, guild events, streaming events that are going to happen during the week. 
So I'm going to shout this out for you right now, and uh, we're going to try and get this up in a much more like efficient, efficient manner to to let people know. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, they're they're going to be having uh, events. So Monday Madness, which uh, is going to be questing with the Aldmeri Dominion faction and with guilds Akatosh and Hard Contact hosting uh, on ongoing events. First night of the week is Monday Madness. They're going to be going. Uh, they're going to be questing in Craglorn and various locations. Uh, Tuesday timeout preparing. This day we dedicate to preparing for end game content. We'll be crafting, farming, and helping each other get ready for new challenges. Wednesday wrecking it with lobies. This day we level our alts and help each other out. Try to uh, try out new builds and experiment and have fun. Then you've got uh, Thursday Throwdown, Veteran Dungeons, time to get our hands dirty and do some Veteran Dungeons. <laughs> Freaky Fridays with Dragonstar, uh, get, uh, they're going into Dragonstar Arena, so get your energy drinks ready, it's time to play some Dragonstar. Uh, we're going to be hosting four-man women groups with progression in mind. It's you know four-man slash what he's trying to be. I was about to say, four <laughs> I was like, is this men versus female? Because we will win. Yeah. <laughs> They're having four-person groups going uh, with progression in mind, so it's uh, Freaky Fridays. And then uh, Saturday in Cyrodiil, time to clash, get some blaze together for the queen. Me. That's um... So anyway, um, there it is. There's the announcement, so now you all know. However, uh, we're going to have something up on questgamingnetwork.com in the announcement section that sort of details this. And then uh, going forward, we're going to try and, and uh, I'm going to put something together where, where we have... You know, one one area where you can you can just sort of see this. Oh, um, the most important thing is if you go to deltiasgaming.com, he's going to have a calendar up there. That's that's your go-to on this, not not QGN. All right, it's going to be deltiasgaming.com. His calendar. All right, that's where you want to go to make sure that this is this is all ongoing. For that week, we're we'll and this, have to make sure this is deltiasgaming.com, correct? Yeah, yeah. D-E-L-T-I-A. Okay. And this is for their guild. What is it? Hard contact. Well, we're we're it's going to be with our guild. And ours. Yeah. But I know he's going to have hard contact helping out a little bit too, especially with some of the progression stuff. Is it is it bad that every time I hear hard contact, a I want to say giggity, and second of all, I think of that old show three two one contact. Wow. That wow wow. <laughs> Wow. Wow. The last from the past. <laughs> Seriously, like that just smacked me in the face with so many like old cartoons. Yeah. That Three, I didn't two, even remember any. Contact. Anymore. Holy cow. What about the electric company in pole position? <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> We're old. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> Reading Rainbow. So anyway, deltiasgaming.com, check it out. Uh he's got the uh the calendar up there and uh you know, that's that's where you want to go if you want to um, if you want to see if it's if it's going to be ongoing for that week, that's so wonderful that they're doing this. I mean, that's way that's way more structured than what I, we were asking for the other day. At least I know I yeah. asked, asked Java who Java who is a very go to person for this guild, by the way. Is so um, yeah. in Akatosh. Um, yeah, a lot of questions. Can we, we can we just say that she can answer most of them? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's why she's she's you <laughs> and know, she'll call the- you love at the same time. <laughs> He's one of the main officers for um, for that guild. So oh, definitely yeah. at Java Who you want to contact her for sure. Yeah. 
Um, community roundup, guys. And uh, Rob, would you mind just uh, throwing throwing some of this out there for the listeners? Sure thing. The guild spotlight for this week is the guild Das Nets. I'm not sure if that's uh, related to Das Conk, but uh, it's Das Nets. I believe it's Hot Conk now. Is it, oh, is it Hot Conk now? Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, that is the uh, guild spotlight. And the Battlemaster's Corner features the Blue Flame Battle Mage. I took a look at this build myself. It's pretty interesting, so check it out. Also, we have the Lore Master's Archive response to citizens' inquiries. Excuse me, inquiries. And a high-ranking Thalmorph from the Eldmary Dominion responds to an enthusiastic Khajiiti citizen and answers questions about the Thalmor in the Second Era. A great read for fans of Skyrim and role-playing alike. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of what. Um this particular lore master's archive does is if if you were if you were interested in how how the thalmor are different or uh can be compared to the thalmor that you saw in skyrim it, it's nice to get like a little bit of a, a little insight um onto that so if you're if you're a lore nut and uh rp fans out there listening in definitely check this out uh response to citizens the lore master's archive on the uh ElderScrollsOnline.com. Also featured is uh, Tamriel Chronicle number 70. Uh, check out this week's issue for the latest in fan-created art, fan fiction, music, news articles, podcasts, and contests. And for RP fans, check out the uh, check out all of the weekly events being held by Tiso RP. So, uh, by the way, Tiso RP they they do a um, they do a role playing podcast as well. It's a it's a it's a podcast about how how they role play and and they they have discussions about role playing in Elder Scrolls Online. So if you're if you're an RP fan, okay, you want to check them out. Um, I think it's called OP Cast. You can get it on uh, TisoRP.com. It's also available on Podomatic. Um, I, I downloaded the Podomatic app on my, on my Android. It doesn't work all that well. So I would recommend going to their website first and checking the show out. It's, it's a, it's a good show. It's a decent show. I really enjoy it. And I always get excited when they post up a new episode now. So, uh, it's a good lesson. I definitely highly, highly recommend it. And they give out some really good tips. If you're, if you're an RP fan and you, you want to learn like how to, how to like role play and, and make your role playing and your stories a little bit better great guys to listen to so big shout out to uh to night's night and uh and halloran and the uh, the rest of the crew i really thought i was not an rp player at, well especially in games like this i'm not but then as i was playing dragon age this week i was like oh my god i'm having those tendencies even though that is an rpg but i'm like man i could probably get into that <laughs> i did a little bit of rp in the game this week not with other players but my own personal so i know exactly what you're talking about yeah, it 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 can be a lot of fun, especially when you when you have a good story going and you're with your friends and you know you feel like doing something new. Um, before we move on to our massive massive discussion topic, I sort of want to hit the brakes for a second and sort of ask Rob if there was anything in this um, this Battlemasters corner that that you sort of want to either call out or call attention to or or just mention. Let me let me bring it back up real quick, just in case. Um like I looked because I looked over is very similar to the very first build that I had. 
um, when when I first started the game, um, I was using uh, a heavy armor and some cloth wearing uh, sorcerer. This is very similar, but uh, they're using. Um, interestingly enough, they're using the restoration staff for yeah. for for both both specs. I, I've never seen that before. Um, like uh, you can look up builds all over the net, um, and you'll see builds that utilize uh, two handed on both um, destruction staff on both, but the restoration staff on both. That, that this is a first. Uh, but basically, um, actually, it's not a sorcerer. I apologize. This appears to be a dragon knight. Yeah, apparently, so, the uh, the restoration staff does a lot of damage. It's it's sick. The restoration staff. I, I have it uh, as a separate spec on my dragon knight, and it when you get uh, certain abilities for the restoration staff, you basically become a tank. Like nothing can kill you with with the uh, just the self healing capability of it. Yeah. Um, Wait, what? I heard tank. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of tank, but oh, okay. uh, but I'll be close enough. I mean, you wouldn't be able to actually tank, as in like game roll tank with this. But you you become very hard to kill, um, even with uh, uh, even with using all light armor uh, and no heavy armor at all. Um. Yeah, because the the um, the restoring properties that you get off of the resto staff. Well, that's how I tank anyway. I tank in light armor. So <laughs> there, you do actually. You you tank in a dress, and uh, it's very interesting to see that. <laughs> you know? it off. I like it when people, random people, join our group, and they're like, "Well, who's the tank?" And they look around. Yeah. It's the cloppy. It's the cloppy over there. <laughs> And Navarwin, in all his armor, he points to me. <laughs> uh, I'll she tell is. you what, though, is that you know playing a Dragon Knight, um, I, I could tell you that playing in all light armor with a sword and shield is probably going to be one of the best uh, mixes for a, a Dragon Knight tank because most of the tanking abilities for the Dragon Knight are going to come from the Earth and Heart uh, skill line. And that's going to take up a lot of magicka, and you can you can make up for that loss of armor um, with just the earth and heart line. It's it, it's pretty disgusting. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Earth and uh, heart are those two Captain Planet? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so let's get back on track, guys. All right, um, all right, the uh, so basically the the blue flame battle mage here. They're they're saying that. It's uh, they've they've got uh, two two different uh, roles here DPS and and healing uh, attributes and equipment include uh, 33 points into Magicka and 16 into into health. Uh, they're using the Atronach Munda Stone and five light armor pieces and two heavy. Um, they're using a Restoration Staff for DPS, uh, Night Mother's Gaze, Precise, and Magicka Absorb Absorb on it. Um, as well as Fire Rune, Searing Strike, Fiery Breath, Ash Cloud, Mage Light, and uh, Dragonite Standard is the ultimate with uh, sideboard spells, uh, which they were they were listing as well, which I, I don't want to get too heavy into. It's right. all right here on, on ElderScrollsOnline.com. 
Right. Just like you say, Dragon Knight standard, specifically the standard of might, is one of two I win buttons that I've found in the game. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> you know when that thing drops, it's like, all right, guys, just everyone back away from this guy for a few seconds. <laughs> yeah, like, just ten seconds, it'll be over. Yeah. It'll all be over soon. <laughs> Don't even bother fighting it out. It's just, just walk away or die. Yep. Um, for For the healing... They're using Grand Healing, Regeneration, uh, Blessing of Protection, Obsidian Shield, Equilibrium, and Meteor as, as the ultimate. So uh, that's a little taste of, of what they've got here for the uh, Blue Flame Battle Mage. And uh, and that is... A- anything else, guys? Maybe, um, maybe Rob, you want to throw something in there? Or, or Liz, before we move on? Uh, well... Maybe once I get a few more points into uh, into my Dragon Knight, uh, I'll I'll try this out. I mean, I've already got the Restoration Staff, uh, but most of these abilities I already have. I might have to remorph some of them just to give it a shot. But yeah. this this definitely looks like it'd be very effective. All right, all right, guys. Um, we've got uh, we've got a big fat discussion point coming up right now. The ESO Guild Summit was a thing, and we're going to be talking about that next. In their tongue is Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. All right, so um, guild leaders and members from from the uh, the best guilds in Elder Scrolls Online worldwide were brought over and uh, and asked to come to uh, Zenimax Online Studios for a guild summit. They were uh, they were talking a heck of a lot about the game uh, in its present state and uh, what is to come in the future. Plus, weighing in on on some uh, some things that they see and would uh, giving their their I guess their two cents on on the game. Of course, with the devs having eh, like a round table round table uh, format. Uh, went for two days. Tamriel Foundry went out there. They've got all of this information that we're about to uh, present on their website. Uh, this information comes directly from their website. So a big shout out to Andrew uh, for Tamriel Foundry, who for you know a going out there and getting all this information. This what we're about to discuss is not nearly half of the information on Tamriel Foundry. So go to TamrielFoundry.com and read this information. It's separated by the both days. Day one and day two, look at this information. All right. We're going to present to you what we think is the most important stuff that you need to know. It took me probably about four hours to go through all of that information and sift through what should be said on the show. But due to time constraints, we can't say everything that, that Andrew pulled out of the Guild Summit and, and put on uh, TamrielFoundry.com. We just, it, we just simply can't. We, we, it would be a six hour show. And, no one ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's a lot of information coming yeah. out of this. Can I say thank you? Because I don't have the attention span to read any of this. So the fact that you went through, uh, I just thank you. Mm. Don't thank me. Thank Andrew for, uh, for doing all of the, the hard work in, in posting it on, on his, on his website. Yeah. But you filtered it out so that I could take it in chunks that I can, you know, digest. Oh yeah, that's part of what we do it's here. Like you cut up my meat for me. I did, I did. I, I cut up your meat for you in little digestible chunks. Yeah. Uh so so day one was sorted out in, in a few in a few different um areas, okay? Combat responsiveness, crafting and collections, new systems, PvP, 
and the champion system. So, um, I don't know how how should we how should we throw this out back and forth? I guess uh, Liz, we haven't heard from you in a little while. Maybe you know, just go you know point by point with combat responsiveness, and then maybe um, maybe Rob will pick up crafting and collections. Uh, just go point by point, and and we'll we'll stop if uh, if there's something we want to jump on. So so here's day one. This is this is what's been talked about from Zenimax regarding combat responsiveness. Okay, day one, they talked about the weight behind combat swings to be improved further and potential relaxation of current API restrictions. Ooh, that means mod things. That's a big one, yeah. Yeah, and dual wield looked most improved and unique stances and animation variations for each staff type. Ooh. Yeah. See, that's cool. That is cool. Can I go into crafting? Because I love crafting. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Liz. Crafting, there's going to be a new Dwimmer style. Learn by collecting chapters, an, an epic drop, and full books, a legendary drop found in Dwimmer Ruins. Ooh. Max will come from salvaging constructs. A new crafting style will be coming up with Imperial City. The Z- uh, I can't Zivkin. say that word. Zivkin. Ziv- Zivkin. Zivkin or Imperial Daedric set. Yeah, so let, let's just stop there for one second. So, okay. Um, yes. They are coming out with a, a Dwimmer crafting style. Uh, you're going to learn this by by earning um, by collecting chapters and and books, which are going to be epic and legendary drops, um, respectively. All right. How awesome is that? That's going to get people in because you and I went into a to a delve last night, mm-hmm. and we were collecting all this Dwemer stuff. And you know, all we got to do is sell it. But I mean, that's going to get people in there. We were the only ones in there. Yeah, yeah, we were. And now I, I imagine this stuff, these chapters and and books are going to be coming from um, VR VR dungeons, uh, probably. And they they are coming out with different modes for these dungeons too. I know there's going to be like a hard mode that's going to be coming out soon. Um, so they'll. <clears throat> They'll probably be dropping out of like hard mode VR dungeons or or maybe uh, you know Dragon Star Arena or Trials and and whatnot. So these things are going to drop. Okay, these chapters and and books you're going to be able to learn the Dwimmer uh, style and and construct Dwimmer gear for yourself. And the materials for these are going to be found by salvaging Dwimmer constructs. So so it's very 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 much. Uh, like uh, crafting Dwimmer items in in Elder Scrolls games, so yeah, no more like checking chests or desks or cabinets, you know, for these uh, uh, for these motifs. You you know, th- th- this makes more sense. This is more uh, this is more practical as to you know where you would get you know these materials. They're changing that up too, by the way. Later on, I think down in in day two, um, they had mentioned that they're going to make for provisioning finding crafting materials through provisioning a lot more sensible. You know, when <gasps> you, yeah, when you yeah. go through like I don't know, um, like a, a sack of flour, you're going to actually pull out flour instead of you know anything else like meat or something. Are they gonna Are they gonna change it so when you're in a veteran level, you're doing a Cadwell sliver and and you don't pull out um you know level five provisioning <laughs> items every time? Actually, you know what? It's let's That's hold right. off on this because it's like it's like two two bullet points down. Yeah, two um, bullets down. And then the other thing I wanted to throw out there was was um over the summer they they had that uh they had that that event um I forgot the name of it but 
that live event and uh, where they were showing guys, uh, people update five and, and whatnot, parts of it, um, as well as the Imperial City. When they were showing the Imperial City, they uh, the crowd had seen it, what looked like Imperial Daedric armor. That armor is the Zivkin armor, and they're going to put that in the game. And that's that's the bullet point that Liz just read. Yeah, didn't didn't they kind of give us some, uh, I guess, some artist rendition of that at, at QuakeCon? Yeah. Yeah, looks smexy. Mm. It does. Okay, yeah, go ahead, Liz. Oh, uh, where were uh, uh, the Twice Born Star? It's a nine trait item set in Update Five, and they're going to re-ramp provisioning. Okay, I'm excited about this. <laughs> they're reducing the number of ingredients needed by half and drop by zone. Well, that will be level agnostic. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, mm. so 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 you're not going to need as many ingredients to make the things that you're making now. And um level right. agnostic though, that kind of to me that means uh I, I, agnostic right. would mean that it doesn't matter what level you are, you're going to get everything, but uh. Right. What what this means uh by level agnostic means that all all the ingredients that are currently in game are going to be completely revamped. Um, they talked about this a while back. Uh, I remember, um, I think Jessamax and Gina Max were were talking about it. Where, say, like you know, apples. Currently in game, apples would be usable only for like uh, blue and purple. Uh, blue and purple, but like you have these ingredients that can only be used to make, um, uh, I guess, food or drink items that are good for levels thirty to forty or forty right. to fifty. Right? right. Okay. All that is going away. Period. Meaning that, say, like your flour or your apples or whatever <sighs> is going to like it, if you want to make a level ten version of this, you need this ingredient, this ingredient, and this ingredient. Say like flour and then like some soup ingredient or whatever but to make a level 40 version of it you would still need the same ingredients save for like maybe something else um but like those tiered ones like potatoes salt right. yeah okay right that's the thing they want to get rid of those tiers those tiers are going to go away yeah period. but i'm talking about well i'm talking about what i'm seeing when i'm in crafting level display and sous chef right Right, and you see those, those the special ones. I mean, they're the ones to make purple and blues. That's what I mean by the tiered ones. They're they're special ones. Like I said, like potatoes, salt, all that kind of stuff. Right. But you're I mean, saying so. What this sounds like is that you're gonna get you're gonna have a lot less different types of items. Right. Which uh, is bank space, wonderful. Right. I believe <laughs> that the intention of this is that they want to cut down on the amount of provisioning items in the game totally. Yeah, by by more than half. That would be wonderful. (laughs) I'm gonna cry. That would be wonderful. Yeah, so that you could use the same three or four ingredients to make a level ten version of something, as well as a level forty version, as long as you know the recipe. Yeah, and and also speaking of of um of uh, inventory, they've they've got uh, they've got some some nice inventory callouts later on too that that everyone's gonna be really excited about. So. Uh, they're also including uh, VR10 recipes. 
Yay! That'll that'll be coming out very soon. Uh, Liz, please continue. And they said finding specific ingredients will be easier, like flour from sacks of flour, like we said before. So apples from baskets of apples, which makes total sense. Total sense. <laughs> Green beans. I don't beans. know why I, I get wheat out of an apple basket, but that's okay. <laughs> and it doesn't yeah. bother me. I mean, I still take everything. And, okay, uh, caught fish will now be a part of new recipes going forward. Yes, they're finally making fishing worth something. Pop Besides a brisket. The color in your in your in <laughs> achievements. Pop a brisket. Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> this one's for you, Papa Brisket. He's out there fishing. <laughs> My fishing. Oh <laughs> Lord, no. <laughs> yeah, I may have listened to that yesterday. Don't judge me. No one's. Oh man. <laughs> And now players will be able to scale dungeons and pick up daily quests from the Undaunted called Pledges for VR and non-VR players. Yes. They'll be, re- they'll be rewarded with types of keys, which will unlock chests for greater rewards. Awesome, well, the- awesome stuff. Now, these keys, do you think they'll be sellable? Uh, ooh, hopefully not. That's, yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. I hope not, because yeah. that... That that increases the replay value for a lot of these dungeons, and it'll encourage going into these actual dungeons. So if you want something, you got to go do the dungeon rather than, you know, try to buy a key off somebody for ten thousand gold. Yeah, I like I like the scalable dungeons because the the more uh, accessible you make your dungeons, the more they're going to get played, and the the better the game feels. It, you know, uh, Rift did this wonderful thing where it had. Um, instant oh yeah instant adventures <laughs> and and it was great instant adventures were great because it it allowed you to do something in the game that that was just you know busy work and and i i feel as if um this is kind of close to that just sort of allowing the game to allow uh, allowing the game to come to you and your party so you can get in there and and have fun and and do what you're going to do instead of having to um, build yourself up over the mm-hmm. course of time to access some of these things that maybe not necessarily needs to be done anymore. You know, we've got high level content in the game you can build yourself up to. And if you can scale dungeons to you and your party, you can start to do that. Whereas before you had these these high level things that were difficult to get to and, and trying to build yourself up to that uh, was difficult because... You, you you sometimes missed the the window of opportunity to get into some of these dungeons. Um, anyway, I I digress. Please continue, Liz. That wasn't a digression. That was that was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Vanity pets, mounts, costumes, and trinkets will no longer use physical inventory. Yes, and we'll go to a new yes! collection yes! interface. <laughs> This this is quite possibly the best news I've heard since spell spell crafting spell making. No, you couldn't make up a, a good enough thing. No, this is the That's best. True. This, this is, is the this best. is the best. The, 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 this is freaking <gasps> awesome. Like I had to take my pants off when I was reading it. I mean, that's <laughs> okay. My my pants were my pants exploded off my waist. It's like Road was here. And now I have room for them in my in my inventory. I can put the pants in there. Just. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy chat room saying praise the sun <laughs> yay finally there was much rejoicing 
<laughs> I just really hope that um, at least the vanity pets will be uh, account wide so that all your characters can use them. Mounts I can understand, costumes I can understand, um, maybe the trinkets, but um, uh, hopefully at least the vanity pets will be account wide. Right. Oh, oh, oh gosh. Um, okay, so, so new systems are, are coming to the game. Eventually, they're going to include glass armor. We know about spellcrafting. They they had said, hey, spellcrafting's coming to the game. But what we don't know about, and that they, they introduced or they announced, was poison making, jewelry crafting, <laughs> and mount racing. <laughs> Liz, are you okay? <laughs> so so there there you go. Um Glass armor is eventually coming, spellcrafting, poison making, jewelry crafting, folks, that is coming, and mount racing. It is, uh, it's on its on its way uh, later on. And uh, PvP coming in, in Update 5, Rob. All right. Coming up in Update 5, should just be around the corner, minimum rank requirement to purchase forward camp. Something tells me that wow. somebody at Zoss was listening to our last episode with, uh, with Atropos. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to minimize the number of forward camps that's going to be in Cyrodiil. Um, all right. Imperial City. City is basically just a PvE zone within PvP. Mm, Interesting. Uh, Sections are going to be the sewers, which is a super large public dungeon. Districts, which contain capture locations with PvE events. The difficulty is tuned for one to two players at high level. <gasps> All three sides will potentially have access at the same time. Access is gated by controlling your six home keeps, making defending and home security more important. That's that's cool because yeah. your PVEers are going to have to rely on your PVPers. Yeah. So so you're not. It's not. It's not just the the ring around the the imperial city that you have to take anymore. You got to hold on to those those uh, six home keeps in order to have access to the imperial city. Once you start losing that, no imperial city for you, Bucky. That's right. And the population cap is shared between Cyrodiil and the imperial city. So as one side floods into the city, their power in Cyrodiil itself will wane, allowing other alliances to retake less defended objectives. Right. Oh! That yeah. is awesome. Oh, yeah. that's cool. I, I love that. You, you have the personnel that you have to, to take those, um, those all-important keeps in order to crown your emperor. You have the same personnel to defend your keeps and open up the Imperial City. And you have the same personnel to go inside the uh, the Imperial City and and make progress through there. So you're not you're it's not like these things are instanced away from each other and, and people can just okay guys, you know, Imperial City's open and just a whole bunch of other people from that weren't even in Cyrodiil can flood in there. No 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 no. You don't have that. It's the same people. If you're capped out before you even open up the Imperial City, and then the Imperial City opens up for you, you still have to take those sa- the same amount of people, and you still have to go in there, and, and now you just have less of a presence 
inside main Cyrodiil, which means that the other factions are going to come in and they're going to try and um, take that stuff back and you're going to have to leave the Imperial City to go out there and defend yourself. That's so good, especially for, you know, because the guys were talking about last time how AD has way too many, everybody's an AD, everybody, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and their mother, what is it, everybody and their mother is a damn dirty elf? Everybody and their mother's elf is a damn dirty elf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so uh, that, this, to me, with the, it sounds like balance. Yeah, I I would, yeah, go ahead, Rob, I would agree. I mean, like, with this system, one of the things I like about it is... You know, not, not to not not to bring up another game uh, on this podcast, but there were those specific PvP zones with PVE elements in them. That there was a big battle. I'm sure everybody probably knows what I'm talking about. There's a big battle, and then after that, there, you, you had two hours for your faction to go do the actual PVE content in there before there was another battle for that area. All right. Uh, talking about World of Warcraft, Tolbarad, Winter, uh, what's it? Wintergrass. Wintergrass. You know, a lot of those types of zones. That's how they worked. With this, they haven't said anything about a timer, and the way that this uh, that this is going, I'm not expecting there to be a timer at all because those PVEers are going to uh, once again rely on the PVPers to maintain control of uh, of the Imperial City. Because they they talked about this at um, at uh, QuakeCon a little bit, where they they mentioned that if you ended up losing control or another faction came in and started to dominate, you weren't going to be kicked out. Instead, inside of Cyrodiil or inside the Imperial City, if you could survive in there, you could stay in there. But once you died, you were out. And you had to fight again to regain access to the Imperial City. So I think that that is freaking awesome. It is going to force factions and guilds to work together within their factions. There's going to have to be a lot of communication in order to do this content. It's not, you know, not going to be uh, as much of a, oh, we're, our, our guild is the greatest on, on, on the faction. Well, you know what? You're going to have to work together if you want to pull this off. Yeah, and, and it's going to require... It's going to require leadership, strong leadership, in order to to keep things afloat, which is which is exactly what everyone wants, the kind of experience that everyone wants, because it's difficult, and when it's difficult, it becomes rewarding. So, so, hat off to Brian Wheeler and his team for for implementing this system and building it, um, because it's it, it really is it's very very good. And uh, you know, hey, uh, if if um, as always, if if there's uh, tweaks that need to be done, it'll be done. But as of right now, this is what's being called out, and um, I like it. I like it. I like how it sounds on paper. Uh, and then uh, just this little bit here at the very end, there, Rob. Yeah, well, the stuff that's going to be inside the city. Uh, the districts are going to be the temple, the elven gardens, the market, and the arena. It's going to be lots of enemies to kill, get money, experience, loot. But then the white gold tower itself, unfortunately, is not going to be initially accessible. So, Hulk sad. Uh, I imagine the white gold tower is going to be another huge update. Oh yeah, just yeah. like the Imperial. Hulk so. not be sad that long. 
Yeah, hope not be sad that long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again, this information is coming from uh, townrealfoundry.com. Uh, check out check out their day one list. Uh, we're going to finish up day one with uh, the champion system right now. So, so the champion system. All right. Uh, if you were unaware of what it is, we're we're going to tell you now. It's a new system that allows you to progress your character past level fifty. The uh, champion points earned are account wide, but these points can be spent on a per character basis. So you you're you're playing your main character. You're past level fifty. You're in those veteran rank areas. You start um, you start earning champion points. Uh, all of your characters have access to those champion points. All of them do, uh, and and they can be spent on a per character basis. So uh, elements of this system, starting with update five, are going to be introduced to the game slowly and for a short time. The champion and the veteran systems will coexist, but Champion system is going to phase the veteran rank system out of the game, slowly but surely, and starting with the very next update, that's going to happen. You're going to spend your champion points in any of nine different constellations. So, uh, the warrior, the lord, and the lady will govern health. The mage, the ritual, and the atronach will govern magicka. The tower, the lover, and the thief will govern stamina. Okay, okay. The lover will govern stamina, by the way. I just wanted to point that out. (laughs) 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 I did really try. Wow. (laughs) Uh, In update five, veteran rank, uh, excuse me, veteran points will become experience points. So starting with update five, you will no longer be grinding VP, you will you will be you will be grinding in the experience point system you were used to while getting from one to fifty. Earned veteran ranks will convert into champion experience. So whatever whatever veteran ranks you've earned now, they've got a scale of what each one of those is worth in their new champion system. There will be a maximum on the amount that will be allowed to convert. Uh, we don't have any other details other than that, so we'll take that for what it is. Uh, now, you can respec your champion point choices as well. So if you make a mistake, no problem. Go in there and, and uh, you know auction off a liver, and you'll be able to uh, respec your champion point choices. Uh, no, no idea on how much that's going to cost, and I'm sure they're, they're fully aware of, of uh, high cost structure now um, in respecs. So. I imagine that that would probably break the bank. Probably. Probably. Um, I, I hope that, that their cost for respecking is uh, not so uh, not so costly as as uh, these things have been associated in the past, but we'll see. Uh, also, these last two final points, Update 5 will reduce the passive stat boosts from veteran ranks, but grant attribute and skill points for the player to choose how to spend. And uh, itemization will become much more important in this new um, champion champion point system. So, so what does that mean? It means your gear, your gear is going to become a far more important thing to to uh, to pay attention to as you're as you're leveling up. 
Uh, that rounds up day one. Any thoughts or comments or concerns on either the champion system or anything that we've talked about before, starting with Rob? I, I, yeah, I got nothing right now. <laughs> and Liz? Oh, I've spent myself on some of these things already. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the trinkets and mounts and, oh my. Jewel crafting, what, what? Yeah, oh my gosh. Yes. See, I thought that might be tied to uh the the Dwimmer thing that was that was talked about earlier about the uh Yeah, for some reason when I was reading that, I was like, "Oh, with all that metal, you can make jewelry." Mm. Should I be saving up like my purple and legendary jewelry to break down? Do you think I don't I, uh, if you have the inventory space, mm. but I mean, what do you think, Rob? Uh, at this point, no. I, I haven't been. I've been selling them on uh, auction house uh, or the you know the guild store. Are you getting good money for that? Not really, to be perfectly okay. honest. Like I mean, like I'll sell a green, uh, like a green ring or necklace for like a hundred gold, a blue for like three to five hundred, and then maybe a thousand for a purple. And even then, I've had some of those come back. So and uh, are they set items though? Uh, some are, but not all of them. I just want to know, because I need money. Well, the set items you could probably <laughs> sell for a little bit more. Those seem to go for uh, for a lot more. Um, typically, I, I think if you are going to be selling any of the jewelry from the sets, uh, keep it in your bank and just pay attention to zone chats in some of the, the, the zones that are... Ugh, but you, then I'd have the, to pay attention to zone yeah, chats. Yeah, you know, you gotta pay attention to zone <laughs> chats. So, Careful with that. Yeah, as of right now, it's there's really no right way to do it. Okay. Alright, on to day two. Uh, Liz, gameplay and itemization. Gameplay and itemization. Wow. Uh, that's weirdly worded. Looking increase build diversity and have magicka and stamina do this comparable damage. What does that mean? Yeah, sorry. Uh, so That's okay. they're saying uh, they're looking to increase build oh. diversity and have magicka and stamina do uh, comparable damage. As in magicka oh, builds oh. and stamina builds, they want to do comparable damage. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and we talked about this before. Heavy attacks will restore uh, stamina and magicka, and that's already live in update four. Uh, they will be buffering stamina-based abilities. New skills for use in PvP. Ooh. Reduce variation in ultimate generation between builds. Ultimates will scale off your highest stat and critical strike chance. Want more class abilities to be useful with stamina builds. And want to increase usefulness of synergies. Ultimates will scale off your highest stat and critical strike chance. Um... I don't know if I like that. I don't like critical strike chances. And I know I the people with the, with the big builds, you know, like Deltia and all that. And I know Dave was like that with Rift. Um, they love their stamina or their critical chance. But I, I'm one of those people that just can't. It's math. I can't do the math. I think I think with this... <laughs> As a as, as a person who doesn't really, you know, delve deep into this kind of stuff, um, what I'm going to have to say is what this means to me. And, and and chat room and and anyone else out there, feel free to to you know tell me I'm wrong. What this what this means to me is that we're no longer going to have abilities that that stack ultimate more effectively than other abilities, which we currently have. 
Um, you know, Liz, you know, as a Templar, there are some abilities that we use that that build ultimate for, for you know, specifically Crescent Sweep <laughs> a lot faster than others. We were talking about that last night. We were just like, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they're going to move away from that. And what they're going to do is is they're going to have ultimate stack off of your highest stat and your critical strike chance. So, so whatever, whatever your, your, whatever is the most, and, and this is what it means to me. And please tell me, uh, you know, someone out there, please tell me I'm wrong one way or the other. Um, and we'll call it out on the next show, I guess. But I believe what this means is that whatever is the most important stat for your, your class, the more you stack that stat, you have a higher chance of, or you, you, you will build ultimate points more effectively. And it also relies on some sort of relationship with your critical strike chance. If you've built your crit strike as well, that's so what I this means be making to me. crit strike uh, rings. Um, somebody's saying, no, it's damage. I don't know exactly what it was because the chat room is about 10 to 15 seconds behind us. Okay. Um, now, I, this to me just says, oh, great. Now I'm not going to be able to have both uh, stamina and magicka abilities. Uh, because if I want to build my ultimate, like I always do, because Crescent Sweep is awesome, um, then I'm I'm going to have to focus really on one. And I don't know if I like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this um, this is one way or the other. This is definitely going to, to change builds. Whatever we're using right now. It's gonna it's gonna change how we how we use our characters. So um, hopefully it's for the better. We don't yeah, know. It's, really, it's fine to me, but you know. Yeah. It, and, and also take it take you know take this with a grain of salt too. I mean, we're we're talking about something that we really don't have a whole lot of information on. So you know, I mean, we can we can comment on the game as a whole, but when you start getting into some of the nuts and bolts of these you know, of these of these stats and 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 how your character really is is built built, um, and how those stats affect you know, certain things like, uh, your ultimate, we really don't know exactly how that happens. So we're, I'm just, I'm just saying how I, how I think it is, but you know, of course I, I probably am and could be very wrong. Well, yeah, I just know I press the buttons and things die, right? You hit one and then you hit, you hit X. <laughs> well, actually it's three, two, one, one, one dead. <laughs> oh. uh, okay. And if Avaro messes up and doesn't heal me, there's a five in there. There's a five in there. Um, so, and then also they want to they want to increase usefulness of synergies. You know that thing that that sometimes pops off, and you're like, I think that might be a synergy. I'm not sure yet. Well, I Nothing. just don't know what all of them do. <laughs> What's that, Rob? Nothing makes me more frustrated than to be in a group situation, be it a group dungeon, or you're trying to take on a world boss or something like that, you use an ability that allow, or that activates a synergy for other players, and nobody activates it. Yeah. Uh, that, that makes me so mad. As a sorcerer, you have, I think it's like lightning splash, or uh, well, there's liquid lightning, and it's a lightning strike. And for like three seconds, there is a synergy. Alright? Nobody will nobody will activate it. And it's like a ridiculous attack. The really? same thing. Yeah. yeah, same thing with the Dragon Knight. The Dragon Knights, um, the uh, the Talons, um, have have their own synergy that is freaking ridiculous. And the same thing, like nobody will actually activate it. Yeah. It's like, do you, do you realize we would have had this boss dead 
10 seconds sooner had you guys paid attention and actually activated the synergies. When you, I wh- activate a synergy even if I don't need it. Like it's a health exact- one, you know, from exactly. Blood Altar. I'll do it anyway. I don't yeah. care. There's, um, there's one I think the mage uses uh, for, for an Atronach. Uh, there's like a lightning oh, Atronach. that. Channeled lightning or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always make sure whenever I see that thing going that Atronach roaming around and we're fighting a boss, I always make sure I pop that synergy off because it does ridiculous damage to the... I don't know what happened, but it seemed like everybody did it at the same time this week and the boss was just down. In we didn't even know it was dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it, that that happened. So, so, um, and, and I, I build... When I build my character, I always make sure to disregard synergies because I know, Rob, that... That when you're in a group, like just no one uses synergies. And I'm like, why why am I gonna build why would I choose this that has a, a great synergy when I can choose this and make sure that I have consistent DPS that I know I can rely on by simply doing it myself? Yeah. So if they're having if they're gonna put in uh they want to increase the usefulness of synergies, I say go for it because it, it, it seriously needs to be done um one way or the other. Uh Liz, itemization, please. Itemization. Undaunted monster helms will drop off the last box in in veteran dungeons while shoulders drop from the undaunted repeatable quests. These items add additional set bonuses and procs that will leave interesting effects which synergize with the player's abilities. At first, these items will drop from the last boss in veteran dungeons, but adding these to normal mode dungeons is on their to-do list. Okay, equalizing the amount of gold dropped. Some mobs drop a lot. Some some don't drop any at all, and they want to fix that. PvP rewards for the worthy will now include gold. They are looking to make some traits you add to your crafted armor much more useful. Examples on the TFO Tamriel Foundry article. Yeah. Uh, so the new, they're okay, yeah they're they're looking to make some traits. Um, they're looking to make some traits you add to your crafted gear much more useful. Head over to the TF article, uh, the Tamriel Foundry article on TamrielFoundry.com to to get exactly what that is. This is some of the stuff that I'm saying. There's a lot of information on this article that we're right, not including on here. We we just can't. It's just it's just way too much. Oh my god! Yeah, if they if they make anything more useful than you know increasing the the enchantment effect, I mean, then I will be impressed. Enchantment, <laughs> enchantment. <laughs> Thank you for saying that because I was going to say it anyway. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. And there's going to be new item sets for Veteran City of Ash, Undaunted Helm and Shoulder Sets, New Crafting Set, which is the Twice Born, twice born Star, Trial Sets Buffed, and AVA Armor Sets. AVA. <laughs> twice Born Star, eh? Huh? Liz? You're, you're coming from Brooklyn now? Is that what you're doing? I've been talking to you for the past two hours <laughs> and last night. I mean, jeez. Hey, uh, <laughs> Ro- Robbie, she's uh, she's t- saying Twice Born Star over here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Go get some cannolis, all right, Liz? <laughs> Meet you on the <laughs> Bell Parkway. <laughs> Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Take the cannoli. <laughs> now I'm walking Shit. here. Born. <laughs> I'm actually very excited. I hope I did that correctly. Okay, itemization. The gameplay yeah. team has increased in size and efficiency and is hard at work on the next update. Ooh, they hired people. They're looking at Loadout UI Manager to make it easier to swap between different setup in between combat. Ooh. That excites me. Yeah, Loadout UI Manager. Um, what? what? It, currently right now, basically what this is is... Um, 
How do I how do I clear the fog out of my head to explain this the right way? <laughs> oh, that's difficult. It's Saturday morning. Oh god, yeah. Uh so all right, you have a weapon swap. Mhm. And when you swap out your weapon, all of your your you have you have potentially the you have the chance of putting in like, you know, five different skills in there. Let's say for sake okay. of example, okay? Um you've got a tremendous amount of inventory space. And um you just you just you have you have two roles that you want to do in game. You want to tank and you want to heal. Mm-hmm. I know it's crazy, but I'm going from one extreme to the other, and and I no, know. No, but I want to do both. I mean, if you're kidding. if you're if you're a character in this game and you want to tank and heal, you're going to not be great at both. But that aside, and I understand it's there. That aside, well, if you're if you're doing group content versus your own content, I can understand. Yeah, but let's just say that's what you want to do, and you have. You have two crafted sets of armor and weapons, and you have an entire, a, a whole different sort of um, list of skills that you want to use for for both of these roles. With a loadout UI manager that they were describing, um, you should be able to wear a full piece of tank set have your tanking weapons and your your tanking skills assigned to one loadout and then you go into the UI manager and then you go you uh you go into the into the user interface into the the lo- the loadout UI manager and you would click on the healing loadout and all of that stuff would come off and you would automatically put on all of your healing gear, you'd grab your restoration staff and you would you would swap your your skills automatically. They're saying in the chat room it's a lot like a wicked's outfitter and yes, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um yeah. I think that's it's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. That's that to me is what it sounded like when I read this on the the Tamriel Foundry article and um I I I think this this game definitely needs it because they built the game with with multiple roles uh in mind uh just simply by adding in the 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 weapon swap and and the the skill swap thing so this is this is definitely cool uh yeah please continue sorry oh, oh wait no oh wait no no that was it um <laughs> <laughs> well the writing and lore. lore i can't do the accent now ah twice born star <laughs> hey Finish the writing and law over here. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you do that in the Yankee accent? <laughs> oh, you want me to do it? Anybody. Uh, no. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rob, why don't you do the writing and lore first, please? All right. The big takeaway here is that they know fans are upset about some lore-breaking quests, events, etc. in ESO. Lawrence Schick... Uh, the uh, the lore master of ESO stated that the lore of the Elder Scrolls is reliant on the NPC's perspective, allowing it to create conflicts with other known quotes histories. Zoss and Bethesda embrace this because it opens up storytelling rather than limiting it to concrete truths. They talk with Bethesda frequently to fact check lore and look for ways to add more inconsistencies when applicable and appropriate. Okay, so if you are a Marvel comic book fan, this is the equivalent of a no prize. 
Did anybody get that? Nobody? Oh, Rage did, because he's a... <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't get it. A no prize is something that where a, a, a fan explains uh, something that is inconsistent in the in the in the story or whatnot. You know, um, I can't even think of any off the top of my head, but it's it's a way to explain why things are were presented the way they were. Like they're saying that these NPCs, they're saying the lore is is created from the eyes of the NPC. So maybe that NPC doesn't know something about something else. So they're going to tell the story yeah. uh, the way they see it. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. It, it is, and and it's not. This isn't like you know they're not just coming out there and saying like you know okay so all those things that we can't explain guys, uh, we just put inconsistencies in the games. They're not. They're not doing that. It's this has always been the case. Uh, I've I've observed this myself from from playing Skyrim and and Oblivion. There's there's things in in those games that they talk about in Oblivion, and then you see in Skyrim, or you see in Skyrim, and then you go and play in Oblivion. You're like, oh, they said in Skyrim it was like this, but when you actually are there at the time, it's totally different. Like that's not what actually happened. It was you know they got the history came out wrong. You know, I, I guess like a, a, a real world example of how this actually works. Um. I'll use one of my favorite stories of all time, and that is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Mm. Go up to, like, while you're out today, since it's now October, uh, go out and walk, you know, go to one person you know and ask them, uh, tell me what The Legend of Sleepy Hollow is about. Uh, Johnny and- Depp did hot stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but then go to another person and ask them the same thing. <laughs> Go to you, a sane person and then ask. Yeah, go, go, go to a sane person, uh, but you you would end up getting possibly two different renditions of the same story. You know, that, that, that's kind of like what they're what they're doing in here is that there was an event that is being interpreted by an NPC in Skyrim, but when you know, you go back, you play Oblivion or Morrowind, you see it totally different. Yeah. As, as what actually happened. So I, I think that that is probably more natural uh, when it comes to storytelling. Because, you know, stories change over time. Sure. And when you add, you know, thousands of years on exactly. that as well. So so uh, that's, that's what came out of writing in lore. Um, and then uh, let's see. We've got uh, Rob. Continue with uh, zones and content, please. All right. Coming soon in dungeons, scaling group instances will scale to the group's leader's level Ooh. using LFG. The dungeon will be plus or minus two levels from the group leader. Mm. Thank you. Very nice. Balance improvements, uh, tweaks to mob composition, health, damage, and abilities. Once the champion system comes online, these systems will change again to scale appropriately to the new adjustments. Grouping improvements. Quests in dungeons are shareable, and if you enter the dungeon late, your quest will be advanced to the current stage. Undaunted enclaves. Sorry, that's my children. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Undaunted enclaves. An enclave exists in each capital where normal and veteran dungeon quests are available. Completing optional objectives increases your reward tier. More dungeons and trials will be added, of course, hopefully, uh, but we kind of imagine that. 
Easy and hard modes will be added. Mm. Arenas and solo arena will be added. I'm not quite ah. sure what that... They're saying arenas and solo arena will be added. They are actually going to put in arenas, guys. Like, my god. Oh my god, small scale PvP arenas? Yeah, that's uh the thing that everyone was going crazy over <clears throat> during the uh uh during the 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 uh E three The thing with the thing? The thing with the thing and the, the God, this show can't go back tonight soon enough! Ah! <laughs> go! <Aww. laughs> okay. Okay. Calm down. Uh, no, I'm calm. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm bipolar like that. <laughs> we know. I'm your keeper. I have to keep you sane. <laughs> um, uh, during E3 and and Gamescom and all that, I. <laughs> I'm a little scared now. I'm a little, it's all right. I popped a pill. I'm good. <laughs> so, so basically the whole 3v3v3 3 3 3 yeah. that they were talking about, like, I, I can never say that word. Like, was the uh, Colovian Crossing. Crossing. Colovian Crossing. Yeah. See, like, I think that that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm just a little nervous that um, they have a lot of plans for cereal, and I'm afraid that it'll take some of that away. But, you know, time will tell. I think though, with them saying this during the ESO Guild Summit, I, I think they've they've found a way to work out how how we can do arenas without without drawing away from Cyrodiil. I think they've worked that out, and I don't think that they're they're a hundred percent ready to say like this is what it's all about. But I, I think they wanted to at least throw it out there like we're pretty sure this is going to work. We're ter- we're internally testing. It. I, I know, I'm putting a lot of words in their mouth right now, but yeah, you are definitely am. But anyway, look, they're saying that <laughs> that arenas and solo arenas will be added to the game, so they are working on it. All right, sweet justice system, and uh, this is the end of of day two, guys, and the the end of the segment. So we're going to leave off on a high note. Um, if you're if uh, if your pants are on, take them off. <laughs> <laughs> they will soon be off. It's a uh, it's about to get hot in here. Justice system. The system's going to introduce laws and the ability to break these laws. It's also going to introduce outlaws and enforcers, both players and NPCs alike, and NPC reactions to crimes. So what kinds of crimes are we talking about? Theft and theft, trespassing and murder. So here's how this is going to work out. NPCs, when you when you have uh when you commit a crime, whether it's theft, trespassing or murder, NPCs are going to react to you doing this crime. Witness crimes will increase bounty and heat. And heat is negative attention that degrades quickly if a criminal can be av- can avoid getting caught npc guards will attack you and the criminal player is flagged for pvp oh <laughs> yes oh yeah and we're talking about we're talking about npc guards and enforcers players so if a player if you avoid getting caught from an enforcer and an npc guard your heat goes down but your bounty is still going to be there. Um, outlaws, 
you're as a player, you're going to have a choice. If you choose to even get involved in this, okay, you can un, you can choose to not be involved in this system at all. Thank you. Um, which is further down. Yeah, that is that's a big thing, by the way. Oh, that's huge. Um, you can choose to not be involved in this, but if you if you choose to be involved in this, you have a choice. You can either become an outlaw or an enforcer. Outlaws will have access to a criminal skill line. Yes! Oh my god! Oh my god, sorry! They can sell and <laughs> launder their stolen goods. So once you steal something, you can sell and launder this in outlaw havens. Which is going to be, a, I guess, um, a an area... A place where all the enforcers are going to be hanging right outside of? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you'll you'll have to find them. Um, they're they're you, oh, you got to find these. Oh, there's everywhere. Yeah. Warriors, come out and play. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're way too excited. <laughs> Which one of you right. criminal scum wants to come out and play? Not us. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Breko, how are you? you? Coming to visit me? Hey, Kitty. So, so you're going to be able to go into these outlaw havens. And it's going to have vent fences and vendors and more in there. You can sell and launder all of your, your stolen goods. On the flip side of the coin, enforcers will have access to a justice skill line. Uh, you can you can profit from confis- from from grabbing uh, for for confiscating stolen goods. So you so someone steals something, you catch them, you confiscate their stolen goods. You can go into a chapter house, which are towers outside of cities. And and turn these confiscated goods into into NPCs over in these chapter houses and get rewards out of it. So basically, you're stealing from the stealers and you're still getting rewards. Well, no, it's it's really more like think about it in in this way. Um, or a like cri- Robin Hood. A criminal steals a car, and the police catch you. That car then gets vouchered as property yeah. of the state to either be um, auctioned off. Yeah. <laughs> either given to the the rightful owner of the vehicle or to be auctioned off correct uh-huh. so it's it's going to be like that it's it's basically you're basically giving the confiscated goods back to the owner or or to the state to to auction it off i suppose um so so when when an outlaw steals something they they enable themselves they they enable they flag themselves for pvp how does an enforcer flag themselves for PvP? Well, they do this by wearing a tabard. You put a tabard on, that means you are now on duty. You are enforcing. You are in your uniform. Oh my god! It's, 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 like, it's like the Elder Scrolls Online version of the U.S. Marshal Star. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get a tabard, which will flag you for PvP when you wear it. You'll have access to to PVE bandit dens that will give them opportunity to enforce without always needing a player to commit crimes. So, so if there's just no oh, one committing oh, crimes, gosh. they're gonna there's gonna be PVE criminals to you know beat up. So, <laughs> so you must exact justice. Yeah. So <laughs> you know criminals are gonna be able to to do this anytime they want. What about enforcers? Well they'll have PvE side of this too for enforcers this way. Oh, this is brilliant. This is awesome. Oh my god, it's, I can't wait. I want this now. Now, now <laughs> And uh we got two more points here. Uh they're working on certain issues right now, such as what's to prevent high level players from ganking lobies with this system? 
And they're also working on a system where players flag themselves as those who do not participate so they don't accidentally steal or pickpocket. Thank God. I was so worried yeah. about this because you know how freaking easy it is to pick up like some gloves off of a, mm-hmm. <laughs> a vendor's... Yeah. <sighs> I love this. Yeah, I, th- that's that's definitely something that they need to put in. But uh, the, uh, Hey, Brago. Hey, Brago. Man, I am... I think that was my cat. I'm, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I know. So awesome. I'm still worried about, you know, people that are standing around, uh, you know, trying to sort their inventory. And then some guy yeah. just comes up. You know, I'm still really worried about that because that means everybody's still going to be in Reaper's March just standing around just stealing stuff. Uh, chat room's going nuts right now. They're saying, yeah, they are. They're, going they're loving crazy. this. Crying tears of joy. <laughs> this is my town, scum. <laughs> Death sentence for killing a chicken. <laughs> this is I, I I when I heard this stuff, I went nuts for the RP crowd. This is going to open up role playing in oh my god so yeah. many ways. Yes, it is. Oh my god, they they're going to eat this up. All right, guys. Day two, starting with Rob. Comments, concerns. I'm speechless. I'm, I'm just absolutely speechless. Uh, th- th- this is this is freaking awesome. Just I want it now. I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Liz? I really like the uh, the um, the stamina stuff. Uh, being able to do heavy attacks. Of course, they say they can do that now. I'm guessing they're going to do it a little bit more. But that that justice system. I don't even. I don't know what I want to be. I think I want to turn people in. I want to be a good guy. Uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree. I imagine I'll be uh, coming home from work and yeah. you know, going <laughs> the same freaking thing. Go, same damn thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Um, all right. Well, that is um, that's it, guys. That's uh, that is that is all of the the information from uh, day one and two of the the ESO guild summit so so thank you to andrew uh and of course to tamriel foundry for for posting this information again there's far more information on tamriel foundry itself go check them out they've got it on two different pages uh day one and day two of of this uh this info is there so so check it out uh tamrielfoundry.com and again thank you very much andrew and and tf for for doing all of this very hard work for being there uh for for the entire uh, ESO, uh, for the, for the for the ESO guilds that went, thank you for being brilliant. Thank you for caring about the game. Thank you for uh, to Zoss for going there and and having this this roundtable because we're gonna all of us are gonna benefit from this conversation, and it's gonna make a stronger game, a stronger com- community. And and I, I from the bottom of my heart seriously appreciate everyone's hard work, thoughts, and effort into into doing this. So so thank you. Elder Scrolls recap, what we've been doing in game, coming up right now. That sounded like the death of all my enemies as I went into Kragnor. 
Ow, my toe! <laughs> <laughs> Ow, mommy! No, that was you. Um, <laughs> who wants to go first? Anyone want? Who wants, who wants to go first? How about how about how about rage, Rob? You want to go first? Because I know you okay. got you got some good stuff to tell tell us this week. So. Yes, I I've had a very very busy week in ESO. Um, I've had a lot of time to play the game, but uh, but I digress. Biggest thing is that uh, my my primary character is uh, uh, Rage of the Rift has hit VR one. Nice! Congratulations! Oh my god! Congratulations! <laughs> Can I say it's about damn time? No, I, I know. I mean, here we are, six months after the game came out. Finally, um, I concluded uh, Cold Harbor, and which means I ended the plane meld, and I was able to take my warhammer and great sword of awesomeness right into Molagball's face. What did it you was- think of that final fight? That was freaking awesome. Was that not like to me? To me, that was like probably one of the most epic moments of uh, in, in gaming for me. Like it was just, it was. Really? It I was mean, just freaking just fantastic. like with, with, with just with that that whole thing. Like when when you're doing uh, the you know the end of uh, uh, of that that main no not the main storyline but the Cold Harbor quest line where you actually end the plane meld. Um, the first time you actually see Molog Ball, where he's not like you know in that fire or ghost form or whatever, he just kind of rises up. You're like, "Holy crap! I gotta fight that!" <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was awesome, and the they did an awesome job at making this feel very epic. Yeah. Um, now I did end up hitting VR one or um, about halfway through Cold Harbor, and I think it's just because I ran around and did a bunch of other stuff. Um, you know, but you know, I was able to hit VR one. That's I know. It's okay. The experience, you know, kind of stops coming. So they don't actually let you start progressing uh, the veteran levels like, until you get to the silver content, which is fine. You know, I, I was okay with that. Um, but uh, Rage of the Rift also became a werewolf. Oh, yeah. I, I just I don't know, like one night I was playing I was like you know what I haven't tried werewolf yet so and I can't remember which one of our gillies I feel so bad because um, I've gotten so much help from people this week um, that they great that they are like our our guilds are some of the most top notch people that I mean all you gotta do is just say hey guys um could could I just get a couple ebony ingots and poof, there you go like they just done. give them out yeah done um. But I, I became a werewolf, and I gotta say, it's rather lackluster compared to the vampire. Um, <laughs> I've heard the same thing. But, but the thing was, like, I, I got it, and I built my ultimate up, I'm like, alright, I'm gonna become a werewolf now, and I activated my ultimate, and I go out, and the first thing I attacked killed me. <laughs> like, hmm, alright, apparently being a werewolf is not as great as it's cracked up to be. But. Uh, once you build it up, uh, one of the passives uh, allows you to generate uh, ultimate whenever you are physically struck while you are not werewolf form. That, I think, is the biggest benefit to being a werewolf because since it's my dragon knight, um, I can use that to generate um, ultimate and pull off uh, dragon standard, a.k.a. the first I win button, um, more often. <laughs> so it works out. 
Uh, so that's Rage of the Rift. He is currently sitting in Daggerfall right now, um, just ready to take on uh, the uh, the silver content. Just just raging, raging out. Just just raging. Um, raging out. Just, my old, I'm a my werewolf, old but I'm raging. That's right. You just sitting there <laughs> raging, while chilling, building up. <laughs> but uh, my old Mary Dominion sorcerer has also hit VR one. Wow! So, so I hit two this week, which kind of surprised me. It came really, really fast. Whoa! For for leveling up two two VR characters in six months, uh, I gotta say, like that's that's pretty damn impressive. Well, I was yeah, just I don't have that either. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, like I, I, I I'll play a character through a zone, and then I'll go back and play another uh, another one through that exact same zone, or, or I try to you know keep them somewhat progressed because they they built off of each other. Um, yeah. And, and, and now let me caveat that with, you know, everyone here is, is an absolute disgusting, filthy casual, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's why <laughs> it's impressive. Yeah. What's really impressive is doing this in, 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 you know, in a week, which some people do, and more power to you if, if that's you, but, uh, we're filthy casual, so. Two VR yeah. characters in six months, we're like, whoa, wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> and, and plus, and plus, I've actually been paying attention to the storylines, you know, both the old Mary oh Dominion. Yeah, the Almeri Dominion side, as as well as the Evanhart Pack side, been paying attention to that. And because of, of the Evanhart side, you know, because I mean, you know, I'll admit my heart goes with the uh, with the Evanhart. You know, blood for the pact, and it's because of that storyline. That was the first, my first introduction to Elder Scrolls Online was through the Evanhart Pact, and from that point, I had this hatred for the Daggerfall Covenant because in <gasps> In the in, in the initial storyline of the Evanhart Pact, the the Daggerfall Covenant is portrayed as the most nasty, evil, horrible, villainous bastards that Tamriel has ever seen. So that's kind of how I feel, and I refuse now to make a Daggerfall character covenant uh, character. The only reason I will see that content is because I have to do it through silver and gold content. I will not make a Daggerfall character. Well, at but, least you'll get to see Jakarn. Yeah, I get to see Jakarn. You know, and I can you know try to knock him down with my warhammer. Okay. But um, my my sorcerer did become a vampire, courtesy of uh, Creepy Jose in uh, in the guild. <laughs> oh, that's the guy that approached me. That that yeah, I never talked to, but he said, "Hey, are you on that show?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah." He he helped me out and um, made my I'll bite um, at the time I'll bite you like, for free. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Creepy Jose. I'll bite you for free. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, he, he offered up the vampire bite, and I mentioned on the previous show that I wanted my Nightblade, who at the time was like level 10, I wanted to do a vampire. I had already gotten that bite from uh, Wicked Wolf, who is currently in our chat, so thanks, buddy. Um, hey, uh, that was that was actually a lot of fun uh, trying to complete that quest at level sixteen. I don't know how people do it at level eight. That's well, oh my god, <laughs> I almost rage quit. Uh, <laughs> you rage quit? Really? No. You rage quit? No, 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 no. not you, not <laughs> Rob. I'm only on my fourth keyboard and my thirtieth mouse. <laughs> Jesus. I've chewed Your through thirty wife. NES no, controllers. What? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, so my uh, my old Mary Sork is now VR one and is about halfway through Cold Harbor, uh, and uh, my plan is to get uh, get her through uh, the content so that I can start doing the silver content and start going to Craglorn. Yeah. Hey. So, Woohoo. 
And I've decided to retire my original Ebonheart Sorcerer and is now going to be a crafter only. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it's just like I had I was leveling three characters all at the same time. This one I was devoting a crap ton of skill points towards uh uh towards crafting and it felt just a little bit gimped, but the character is level forty eight right now. Uh so all you know, about halfway through Cold Harbor and I just realized, you know, I, I've already gotten two sorcerers to this point. Um, and this one was it was going to end up being stopped at uh, VR1 anyway. So I had enough skill points where I can take everything in the primary smithing skills. Um, and now all, all this character will have to do is just have enough combat skills to run out to the world crafting stations, and that's it. Now, that being said, now uh, Zoss has decided to add some more crafting stations, uh, which will probably be in like yeah. uh, Upper Craglorn and all these other areas where that character won't be able to get. But okay, th- this will deal for now. I'll figure that well, out when the time comes. I, I mean, uh, won't be able to get there yet, but you know, eventually you can you can get them you can you can get them up there. So yeah. But I mean, for right now, I mean, the the, the uh, I really like the set bonuses that require six uh, traits or less. Um, I, I I'm not re- really too fond of the ones that uh, uh, that you can make in Cyrodiil and Cold yeah, Harbor. They don't um, seem that much more. <laughs> yeah, that's like man. You know, I, Maybe I, they I, are, but you know, I, I God, just I can hear Deltia in his head yelling at me right now. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, probably probably is, but. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Rage of the Week, I'll finish up with my Rage of the Week, which has to do with Cold Harbor and the, uh, the final, uh, uh, final assault on the Citadel. Um, take Soul Gems. Filled Soul Gems. <laughs> because there's a part where you have to take on this boss, um, that's like right before you get to the final room where... Uh, you don't actually fight Moloch Ball, but you you go and you actually finish that that quest and you end the plane meld. It was like the last boss that I had there. Well, the way shrine is like way before, <laughs> and I run in and I yeah. just, I ran out of magic and I didn't have uh, I didn't have any health potions on me because uh, I was stupid and sold them. So this thing killed me. I'm like, all right, well, oh crap, I'm VR one now. I don't have any greater soul. Uh, I don't have any grand soul gems on me. So I respawn at the way shrine, and I am all the freaking way back. Like I might as well be at the Hollow City. It might as well just respawn me in Mournhold. Like, are, are you serious? Uh, like, I I got up and just uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna go down to my workshop for a little bit because that mm, that pissed me off. <laughs> I can see you're getting angry just talking about it. Look at him! So, look at him twitch on the twitch. So bad. So so seriously, if if you haven't done that part yet, and I'm probably one of the last people that have, have actually done this, take filled soul gems. Oh my god, that run was such a pain. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. I'm oh, back. good lord. Um. So so. I haven't had a whole lot of time in in ESO the uh, the last week, but I have I have managed to uh, get my guy up to uh, to veteran rank four. And yeah, thanks for telling me about that. You pulled that on me on what? I had to tell you. Yes. <laughs> Why? Because I have to beat you. Oh. Oh. All right. Okay. That makes sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> VR four. So I'm VR four. I've moved on from Stone Falls to Deshaun and. 
Um, I'm really, really interested in the plague storyline coming out of out of uh, D- out of Deshaun. There, it's it's oh, cool. Really? Yeah, it's cool. Both times I've done it, I've been like, oh, whatever. Well, I like I like hearing about about zombies and stuff. And yeah, oh yeah, yeah. As a yeah, Templar, so. it's cool because I get to I get to fight undead. And I always love doing that. That's that's my thing. I love fighting undead. So, so it's cool. I'm, I'm enjoying the uh, the story out there. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, you may have you may have been aware of a new guy, Reynaldo the Redguard. He's uh, decided to share his daily adventures in Tamriel. Uh, this has uh, given rise to a new uh, Elder Scrolls tune of mine of the same name, Reynaldo the Redguard. Uh, do wielding. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you laugh. On Rob, your I'm just own. laughing. I know. I was on mute, but still, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him uh, dangle there for a second. No, don't, don't mute yourselves. Don't do that. Um, so, dual wielding, medium armor, wearing uh, nightblade. It, it's just, it's just a little, a little thing for me to, you know, throw up on Twitter every now and again. Um, really, what I've been noticing is that when I I, when I when I tweet out the th- this is this is all about this is all about the daily tweet that I do about the date. This is all this is. Um, <laughs> I've been noticing that when I do that, it's been getting really boring. No one no one really interacts with it. It's just but I it's informational. I don't think anyone really cares about it anymore. Unless it's on Friday, and then I have to say it's free to us. We're in love, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> um. But I've been noticing that I could be I could be doing this in a better way. So so I, I created this whole persona to to sort of say like this is today's date and I'm doing this in Tamriel. And it's a little bit of RP and it gives me a chance to, you know, be funny and, and creative and interesting and I guess, I guess. I don't know. That's that's my goal for it. So so uh Reynaldo the Redguard. You is- told me this is a real guy. Huh? You told me this was a real guy. Yeah, he lives down the road from me. We call him Ray Ray. Ray Ray, he's real. Israel, Israel. Ray Ray. So, I I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, I am gonna play uh, play uh, the the character in ESO every now and again, but it's not like a main. It's not like a main thing for me. My my main guy is my Templar, and I'm stoked that uh, I got him to VR four. And uh, Liz, we kind of we kind of freaking killed it with uh, with uh, Yandros, right? And and Mike, and Mike in Craglorn this week. Uh, we did, yeah. We we there were some snakes. I saw some snakes. Snakes, snakes happened. Yes. Why did yeah, it have snakes. to be snakes? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the quotes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was quite fun. Um, you guys were um, listening to the story and all that, and I'm sitting here yammering on, and then you're like, "Yeah, thanks. We just missed the story." Yeah, exactly. You're you're just you know, <sighs> blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. No one's like everyone's trying to not listen to you because you're just yammering on and on and on. And we're <sighs> like, God, can someone just mute her, please? No. I know. <laughs> wow, you sound like uh, one of the iTunes reviews on this show. <laughs> oh no, no, that's all right. I got called a douchebag on that. <laughs> I'll take yours any day. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I forgot how to play for a little bit though. You, I can't go between games. Hysterical. I People don't believe me. Hysterical. And then, and then when I said, see, this is why I can't do this. And Yandos is like, yeah, you forgot how to play. Yeah. Our tank As, is, our tank, jo- 
Rob, our tank is trying to like right click to to move her her character into position like she would in <laughs> in Dragon Age, and we're like, I, I think there was just like this understood collective just head hitting the keyboard moment. We're like, we're gonna yeah. die so often tonight. <laughs> I did not. But Nobody died that much. You're right, but that's the thing. Like that didn't that's happen. Andros is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you you recuperated very well too. <sighs> but he is an amazing healer. Yeah. Um, we we knocked a, a major slice of the the Craglorn story out of the way. We we saved both the warrior and mage celestials, and um, we're 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 progressing that story, and and we're we're having a lot of fun with that. So so uh, Craglorn Knight is is uh, well on its way. Okay, let's say something about this Craglorn Knight. Now, who is this lady Sarah or whatever? We go to this certain area, and she shows up, and she doesn't leave us alone. Who is that? Is that a daily? Can she please go away? Um. That's the Andros' girlfriend. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. I, mean, I, I, I don't know either. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Everybody else knows statement. what I'm talking about. It's too early for you. Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, it's almost one o'clock, so it's getting to the point where it's not anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, lunchtime in Tamriel I did this week. Um, I finally finished up the Ethereum Wars. A uh, two-part, two-part series finale for for that. So, Janessa has has uh, has completed the Ethereum Wars saga, Lost to the Ages, and you can find that on YouTube. Um, in Oblivion, I have started a spell sword. It's a one-handed sword character with uh, heavy armor and destruction magic. This is not what I was expecting, and it is a hell of a lot of fun. Oh. It is amazing. I took the uh, the Atronach sign when building him. So the downside to the Atronach sign is when you're not in combat, you don't get progressive regeneration for all your stats. When you're in combat and you're blocking a destructive spell being thrown at you, or any spell at all, whether it's a any spell that has a negative effect, I believe, being thrown at you, you gain magic when you block that. So, it's cool um, for for a spell sword. It's a lot of fun because you know I'm I'm in heavy armor. I've got a, a you know I, I'm using a sword, and so I'm in melee. Uh, I'm in melee. Um, I'm in melee distance a lot. So I'm always getting like when I'm fighting mages, I'm always getting these these negative effect spells being thrown at me. So all I have to do is just block it, and there goes my magic. It goes up a little bit. Um, also, there's a lot of like touch spells that that I'm yeah. using, and destructive touch spells, and it's it it's fantastic. It really is. I can just imagine the the danger of going to the police officers. Where did he touch you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> well, he put his hand on my shoulder, and it really hurt. I had never felt this way before. God. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> when do we get off? <laughs> <laughs> so that's oh. Oblivion. Um, I got him up to, I think, level six so far, and, and I'm having fun with that. So I'll, I'll end up streaming him at some point soon. And 
Uh, Classic Elder Scrolls Night. We're recording tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. if I survive long enough. And uh, we're going after the Skeleton Key in Oblivion. So uh, Mike and Mark, big shout out to uh, to those guys who are basically building the show now and doing a wonderful, wonderful job with it. So uh, looking forward to, to doing that. Got my character all ready. Going to Oblivion, getting a Skeleton Key, and then no one will laugh at me anymore for being the worst lockpicker in Oblivion's history. No, it'll just take forever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that is that is it. That's uh, that's that's all. That's all I got to say about that. Oh god, that was a terrible force. Terrible, it's horrible. Liz, yeah. what about you? Anything? Uh, no, I I took a break like you suggested, and so it was very nice coming back. Um, actually, being able to block enemies because <laughs> you know I don't go. <laughs> back and forth between games very well so it was kind of nice being able to block enemies again and sprint and run that was kind of nice um now mike said because i'm a briton i'm a half elf is that true uh, uh, kind of it depends on who you ask you have well, i asked mike and he said <laughs> yeah it, in in i think in breton in breton history there is there is a, I, I think i remember he would know better but I think there is there is a history of mixing. They say it somewhere in in one of the I think it's Daggerfall. They mention it when you build a Breton. It says something like you've got uh, half elf blood, I believe. Yeah, it's, it's something like that. Where I know it's in the lore that I guess early on, um, I guess that they were part elf uh, to the point where they were humans, but they had slightly pointed ears. Uh, <laughs> like, serious. Serious. Like, it's, it's in the lore. It's in the lore. Yeah. EUSB, right. look it up. <laughs> well, my only other thing is that I want I want a divorce. Okay? <laughs> my husband has left the game, and I don't think it's fair that I cannot remarry. Well, if you won't sign the paperwork, you got to wait seven years. He, I, I know what. I don't want to <laughs> wait seven years. I mean... <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> wow, that sucks. Is that true? Uh, it depends on the state, but uh, oh, okay. gosh, for for I ESO, I don't know, I don't know what you would do for that. No, you can't. You can't. Uh, you can't annul it. Even if your your significant other has not subscribed to the game, you can't do anything about it. That really makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, uh, one day they'll they'll look to to change that. Um, they got bigger fish to fry at the moment, right? Yeah. Now, how course, about but... how about okay? If your your uh, significant other un- unsubscribes to the game, you get all his gold. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. And with then that. you can use that for the divorce. Yeah, that'll work. It's good, and and somewhat accurate. <laughs> in yeah. real life. <laughs> Either that. Or yeah, like, I know. <laughs> Either that or. Uh, that, that or every month you you get uh, get mail a check. From, yeah, you get you get a mail from their account for, uh, with five hundred gold for uh, alimony. <laughs> I like it. All right, uh, let's let's move into uh, the holiday uh, this week in Tamrielic holidays, which is actually tomorrow. And uh, and Rob, would you mind uh, reading this one off, please? This is uh, Derish Ter- Terror. Uh, okay. Trying to figure that out. Frostfall the 5th. I'll give this my best shot. Yeah. The 5th of Frostfall marks Dirige Terreur for the people of the Alakir Desert. It's a sacred day honoring 
Frandar Hund, mm-hmm. the uh, traditional spiritual leader of the Red Guards, who led them to Hammerfell in the First Era. Stories are read from Hund's Book of Circles, and the temples in the region are filled to capacity. This is actually a really, really big day for for uh, Red Guards and um, and everyone in in the Hammerfall and uh, Daggerfall, Hammerfell and Daggerfall area. Um, if if there was a Christmas in in Daggerfall, I believe this may be it. Everyone I keeps was just thinking that. <laughs> oh, really? Because it said the t- the temples are filled to capacity, and I'm like, oh yeah, just like Christmas and Easter here. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, it's the, um, it's the only time people go. <laughs> I think they actually refer to him as as uh, Hunding or something like that. But um, they yes. actually keep, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, I believe he is the namesake. Uh, you come across him, I think, in his in the main quest when you had to go to. Uh, uh, Crap, I can't remember the name, but uh, Sai Sahan takes you into the crypt. You believe he is one of the um, one of the champions that Man and Marco raises, and you have to fight. And his name is Hunding, I, I believe, um, and it, it m- might be the namesake of the Hunting's Rage set. So, but I could be totally wrong on this. It's happened before. You know, I keep all my set bonuses that have Rage in there because I'm like, oh, it's like Rage stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the holiday is actually called Daraj Terur. Daraj Terur. Terur. Uh, they keep the, this uh, this book of circles. They actually keep it's not actually like a like a like a book book. From what I've read, it's a scroll. And they the uh, the red guards they keep a scroll in their hearth all year round. It's a it's a t- it has a tiny little tiny little hole in their hearth in every single home inside Hammerfell. And they they have this this book of circles all all rolled up on its scroll, and it's there's a place, and they just slide it right in their hearth right there. How do, how do they not burn it? Well, it's it's in the the masonry of it's it's oh. a hole in the masonry. <laughs> you nut. <laughs> what I'm I'm thinking, okay. Uh, uh, I don't know how hard that is for me. Thank you, thank you for thinking. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. Mail's coming up, guys, right here. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Oh, my. Oh, my. Put some clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this email comes from Lord Weaselfish, who's in the uh, the chat room today. Actually, um, yeah. Rob, would uh, would you mind, good sir? Okay. Hello, all. Lord Weaselfish here, longtime fan. I'm glad to see the network surviving a tumultuous transition. I was sorry to see all of the new uh, all of the people leave. As like many of your fans, I feel, felt, like you are all friends that I never get to meet. I found I was actually hurt and angry that this conflict could not be resolved, but I understand that everything is ephemeral, even host duties of my favorite podcasts. 
On a lighter note, I wanted to suggest a topic or series of topics for ESOTR, specs and morphs for the, for skills. Not the, quote, this is the only way to play everyone else sucks PvP or die builds, end quote. But this is... <laughs> well said. <laughs> well said indeed. Mm-hmm. But, but this is how I specced my character as I leveled. I have a veteran ranked Sork now and found that there were surprisingly few specs that fit how I wanted to play and we get the job done in dungeons. So I just did what I wanted to do and found my place. I am curious if you encountered the same or followed some min-max recipe. I would love to hear all the other hosts' character specs and how they play. Finally, the topic of distraction-based for uh, distraction-based content for Elder Scrolls games came up several episodes back. I wanted to chime in. For me, the best was Oblivion, watching the shopkeepers and citizens in the Imperial City go to the taverns and eat and socialize. I would make it an RP point to get back to the city in time for dinner. Don't care if it's the same character telling me that they saw a mud crab yet again. It felt alive. I would propose something like this for ESO. Have some larger cities offer special consummate recipe foods for a special price at mealtime to fill the taverns. Or fishing fishing tournaments, something or other than just the endless groups around the banker. Sorry for the long-winded email, but I wanted to just give my .02 pennies. <laughs> Thanks for listening, <laughs> and most importantly, for what uh, for what you do for the community. My drive to work would not be complete without you guys, Steve, aka Lord Weaselfish. So, so Rob, um, I just want to say that the the wide-eyed wonder on on your son in the background is absolutely. Oh, did I miss it? Oh. Priceless uh, did, and adorable. Did he step into camera? <laughs> he was there oh. for a few. Yeah, yeah. He was just watching Dad. There very, is. very okay. cute. <laughs> What's Dad doing? He's so he's so interested in like what you're doing right now. It's really there's, cute. There's a girl too. So. <laughs> Hi. Uh, hello, hello. <laughs> very cute. So, uh, all right. so um, all right. Number one, um, I get it, uh, Steve, Lord, Lord Weaselfish, and and listeners, I get it, I understand. Um, I've been trying to wrap my mind around the whole uh, why everyone uh, left, and you know, I know on the the, the recent state of QGN, I uh, I made some I made some mistakes and. Honestly speaking, um, I've been told that that I I over apologized in that, and uh, you know I'm not taking anything back. Um, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Uh, but what I can say is um, is that I, I sort of feel the same way as as you know everyone uh, who's listening feels that it it really bothers me that um none of that could have been resolved it, it was just it was just really so sudden and um i'm still reeling from it i'm still uh upset and hurt by it but um i also understand that that um you know the the guys who left had had some some major problems with me um this from what i can gather must have been going on for quite a long time i don't know if we've ever really spoken about about any of it um so it, it all just sort of blindsided me, but I think it's been building for for these guys, you know, quite a bit. 
And I've noticed little things here and there since the the launch of of Elder Scrolls Online. Um, a lot of these guys they they took steps back in 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 minor ways and and um, but in ways that that I think were were telling. And um, I don't really. Like I said, I'm still dealing. I'm still dealing with it. You know, it's 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 difficult. It's been difficult uh, for for the parts that I've played, for the parts that they blame me for, um, and I don't know all of those those parts. Um, I still continue to be very very sorry. I'm sorry that the the show um, had abruptly changed. I'm sorry that the uh, the things had to to move in order to keep things alive. Um, I am sorry to to those guys for for any kind of uh, hurt or upset that that I may have have caused them for for any actions that that um, that I've done. Um, I've always tried to to act in the best. I've always tried to act in 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 the the best interest of the show of QGN of of trying to put the listeners before myself and anybody else. I've always tried to do that, and. Um, if if I've over apologized, then uh, I didn't feel like I did at the time, um, and I felt that it was necessary uh, at the time to to say those things. So, um, and for the listeners, you know, I I, I am sorry that uh, you may have been disappointed. Uh, in order to, you know, make up for that, I think what we've created has, um, in its place has been a far stronger show as a result. Um, I think Liz and Rob's contributions to the show, um, are far stronger than, than, um, what the show looked like in, in the, the twilight of the previous era. And, um, I couldn't do this without Liz or Rob and uh, they have my sincere gratitude um, and and should have and 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 you your sincere listener uh, you listeners your your sincere gratitude should be given to them as well because without them I, I would either a not be doing this anymore or b be doing this all by myself which would probably be an awful show so <laughs> uh, thank you for uh for keeping this uh, helping me keep this going but i i uh i feel the same way you do steve without it we a also doubt. just compared us to twilight i don't know if i can deal with that <laughs> <laughs> i'm just messing. Liz, it's a party foul <laughs> um as far as the specs go and having a segment on the show about specs i've i've been wanting to do something like that I don't know how it's going to, how it would work. Um, I know there's, there's other podcasts that, that do it and have the ability and have done it far better than, than, um, I'm equipped to, to talk about these things. So I think that's one of the reasons why if we've ever had anything like that on the show, it's always been, uh, you know, kind of like a, a, uh, a very light touch, uh, sort of, sort of, sort of thing. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. It's not a bad idea, but it is one that that I've had in the back of my head for a while, and I would like to do something like that. Um, but I, I don't want to speak on 
specs and and uh, spells and and whatnot, and sound as if I know what I'm talking about when when I, I really simply don't, and I don't want to give bad information. So, I, well, I think that what he's asking for is something that I've been looking for as well. Is that uh, I like to hear about what other people are doing. I don't care if it's good. I can figure out for myself if I really like that. But I I do like hearing about like like with you when you first started the show you were or with ESO you had said oh yeah I'd like to start out with this because it eats away at their health and by the time I get to them you know they're they're almost dead. It's stuff like that. I mean it doesn't have to be the greatest thing in the world, but because I'm not going to sit there and read every single skill, I don't know what it morphs into. And frankly, I, yeah, I don't have the attention span for it. So but unless you're talking and then I'm like okay I'll listen if. I- <laughs> If, you know, I gotta be honest. Like, if we do something like that, that would be that would be the the um, that would be the the perspective we come from. Of you know, this may not be good, but this is what I'm doing, and I enjoy playing it. It's a lot of fun. Um, the only thing is 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 that my spec doesn't really change a whole heck of a lot. So I I don't know if this would be something that would be a uh, uh, a weekly uh, something you can count on every single week but I, well that's what we can ask our guests for yeah uh, not a bad idea yeah. that would work it would work oh my god i'm so smart you are so smart yeah that is, that is actually a really good idea liz i like that um okay i'm sorry uh that was a ridiculous tangent and i i apologize for getting into it but uh rob is there anything that you want to you want to add in on any of this uh, I mean, just some of the uh, the finer points that that he made. Uh, I mean, regarding you know the the, the builds, you know, I, I I hold you know close to my heart that there there is no such thing as a bad build. Um, now, granted, I haven't hit the veteran rank content yet, but um, I know that some builds and skills work better than others depending on the circumstance. Um, and I, I'd be totally okay with. Uh, saying, okay, I use these skills, and here's why. Um, much much like Jake does. Jake has a, an excellent way of explaining why one skill is not the skill to use, but better than one you were maybe thinking of. Case in point, I was talking about building my night blade a certain way with heavy armor and a two-handed sword. Jake talked me out of it. Even though that that's what I wanted to do, he said, "All right, look, I know this is what you want to do, but you will probably have more success if you do it this way." You know, um, mm. but he said, "Yeah, you could do that." But I feel that in the end, once you get to veteran content, you're just going to become frustrated with the character until they can figure out how to uh, make stamina builds a little bit more viable. So that's that was his advice to me. Sounds like good advice. It, yeah, it was. Be a vampire to do it. <laughs> Let's uh, no, not not true. <laughs> next um, next episode, which is going to be this Wednesday, by the way. So we got we got a very short turnaround between between this and and the next episode. Which, uh, oh yeah, that's right. It's actually being done on my birthday. <laughs> Man, I was going to save that for. Ah, oh. oh, sorry, Liz. I mean, uh, all right. <laughs> um. We may we that might be a shorter show because we've got we've got this one which is a behemoth, we've got um, classic coming out tomorrow, and then Wednesday we'll have uh, episode one twenty seven of ESOTR. That's gonna be that's gonna be a heavy week. 
we'll try. Maybe we'll make that one a little bit shorter. Maybe we'll try and do like a 45 minute to an hour long show and just grab up like whatever is relevant during the week at that time may not be anything at all. And uh, and we'll add this into our gameplay discussion for for that, you know, builds and, and why what we're playing now and why we're doing it. And, and that may be that may be the crux of of the show. And I'll probably grab up something from the forums and throw that together. So I like that idea. Not bad, right? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, yes, sir, Lord Weaselfish, sir, uh, aka Steve. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll get that, we'll get that wrapped up in a, in a pretty little bow for you, for you fine folks out there. And, uh, we, uh, we, we, uh, we do this to please you guys. So. And to remind the chat room, uh, I know Musclehead just brought this up, and I know a lot of people have, have come in since we've said it. But, yeah, we're we're changing to a night schedule, but it's not on a specific day because we just can't do this in the morning. Um, and we'd like to do one on a day where Avarwin has the entire day off so he doesn't have his mind on something else, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think that will be good for, uh, you know, content, you know, focus, <laughs> I and think, us. I think um- – <laughs> I think the next few episodes we're going to have on a Wednesday. So we'll have Wednesday the 8th, uh, probably Wednesday the 11th and the 22nd. I, I imagine we'll do, unless something personal comes up. I know, I know October 11th is my, my parents' wedding anniversary. Uh, I don't know if, if they're. Oh, that is so sweet. Are they going to be back from Spain by then? They're going from there. They just left yesterday. You know, I've never been to Spain, but I kind of like the music. It's the 15th. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, Wednesday the 8th. I'm sorry, the 15th and the 22nd. The 8th, the 15th, and the 22nd. So so we'll see. We'll see. But uh, each show we're going to announce it, so we'll uh, we'll be good. So so next episode, the 8th, 8 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday. Uh, Be here or or don't be here. So (laughs) (laughs) final thoughts, guys, starting with Liz. Um. Yay! Woo! Hey. And uh, Rob, justice! <laughs> uh, great, great show, guys. Liz, Rob, thank you very much for for being here and for all your hard work. Uh, listeners in the chat room, thank you as well for being here and and uh, for. I hope you enjoyed uh, what we put together for you. Um. I thought this was a fantastic episode. Lots of great information came out. Again, thank you to to Tamriel Foundry. Uh, one last note: the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages was asking for for likes on their Facebook, uh, on their on their Facebook uh, page. Give give them a like, please. Without the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages and uh, without the Imperial Library, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean these guys have been around for like 20 years. <laughs> you know, they are they are the the uh, original original founders of just of just Elder Scrolls fan sites and They're like the OP. They are. They are they the are. they are the OGs, the original gangsters. And uh so so give them a like uh facebook.com/unofficialelderscrollspages uh, I believe is uh is the link. Do uh do we have a link for them guys? Let me do a quick maybe like a quick google search and, and get him out there rage that's all you so he might be hard at work and doing that so so uh please give them a like they're uh they're absolutely fantastic and uh they've got great content on that facebook page as, as well so can't uh, there he goes in the chat can't Good go job, wrong rage. there got it yeah, that- 
Yeah, that's the actual site itself. Uh, I need to find the link on Facebook. Okay. Here, Facebook, coming right up and kapow. There it is. <laughs> oh, good for you. Uh, unfortunately, my my chat room is is not is not loading. So so what was that link, Rob? Uh, let's see. For the actual uh, site, it's uh, www.uesp.net. Right. Um, and for their Facebook page, uh, it's the unofficial hyphen elder hyphen scrolls hyphen pages and then a bunch of numbers. I recommend going to the actual UESP and finding <laughs> the uh, Facebook link that they have on their homepage. It'll take you right to it. There you go. All right. <laughs> so so be sure to give them a like, guys. All right. Uh, well, from um, from us to you, take care, everyone. Be safe, and as always, may the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>